Good to be with you guys. Please grab your Bibles and go with me to Acts chapter 10, verse 38. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. It's a unique night in the fact that um, usually when I come and I'm with you, I'm asking them, what do you guys want me to teach on? And they kind of say, well, here's what we're covering. Please make sure what you teach is biblical. So they actually said, that was a joke. No one got it. But um, they actually said, uh, what do you want to teach on? So I actually... um, Roy fell from the Lord. I'm actually in a season of two things. I'm teaching on authority, and I've just got done uh, finishing my 13th book that I've written on healing, and it's just gotten released this week, and so I'm going to teach on healing, how you can function in healing. So Acts chapter 10, verse 38. What I'm going to do is I'm going to read a scripture to you, point out one specific part of that scripture, and then we're going to learn how to minister healing to each other this evening. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. Um, This is, Peter has gone into Cornelius' house, just so you have some historical background. And basically, it's kind of interesting. He's had a trance experience. God has told him to follow these men into this house. He goes into the house of Cornelius and basically insults him. Says, I'm not going to come in your house because you're a Gentile. And so, if I could contextualize it for today, he's basically saying, you guys are swine and pigs and I'm a Jew. And I shouldn't even be coming in your house. But God has forced me. Can you imagine inviting someone over for dinner and they said, well, you know, you guys are disgusting and you're, you know. And the only reason I'm here is because the Lord has forced me to come here. And and I'm going to say a bunch of mean things to you before I come in your house. Doesn't that sound like a great evening of celebration? And anyways, that's what Peter did. And then the Holy Spirit falls on him and he has to look at them and go, well, I guess they're not who I said they were. And God has given salvation to the Gentiles, and that started the whole movement of the kingdom age. And then he, he's explaining Jesus' ministry to him, And that's in Acts chapter 10. And let's look at verse 38 specifically. And he says this. You know, um, Jesus of Nazareth, how God anointed him with the Holy Spirit and with power. And he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. A couple things I want you to get. First, the word anointed here. It doesn't mean it was just resting on him. This is the Greek word for flowing. So Jesus was flowing in the Holy Spirit. How did he flow in the Holy Spirit? He flowed with power. And it says he went about doing good. And it's interesting, this word for good means the restoring of the benefits. Now, what benefits have God given you? Well, this, this scripture cross-references to Isaiah 53. So what did he do for you in Isaiah 53? Surely he bore your infirmities and carried away your diseases. And it says, literally, by his stripes, you are healed, past tense. And so when it says he went about doing good, he actually came to restore the benefits that God wanted mankind. And then this word oppressed is interesting. It doesn't just mean a a weight on something. Here's the Greek word for oppressed, and this is what I want us to look at before we do the teaching. It means to exercise rulership. So it denies someone their rightful inheritance. So what is the enemy doing to you and I in our lives that Jesus comes with his gospel to set us free from? You have a right in God's kingdom for God's best. Anything that is stealing that from you and you're not experiencing that, the Lord is describing that as the devil is oppressing you. Somehow. He's either using relationship, money, or even demons to cause an oppression in your life. That is not God's best, and God sent Jesus to release power to set you free from that so you could be what God intended you to be. Now, that's important for you to understand because in the the soup and the teaching of the, the gospel, what we've done is we've watered it down to the point where we expect very little benefits from Jesus except eternity. And God didn't just send Jesus to die on the cross so we would go to heaven. That's where we are going. He wanted to bring the benefits of life to us now. You're supposed to be this unique creation in God's view. There's supposed to be something unique about you walking with God. One of the unique things is you're free. You're free. You're not oppressed by the devil. And there should be a uniqueness. And you guys, have you recognized internally there should be a uniqueness to me? I should be full of faith hope, and joy. 
externally, everyone should recognize the blessing of God on my life. And if that's not there, the Lord wants you to realize Jesus has come to break that power so that that's distinguishable in your life. Now, with that being said, we have to say, well, how does God bring this about so that you and I can actually be set free? And we're going to focus our attention on healing, but let me talk about healing just for a minute so we have a context for this. When we say healing, most people, because of us being raised in our culture, we break healing into categories. And so some people, if they have emotional problems, they go see a psychologist. If you have a physical problem, you go see a doctor. If you have a spiritual problem, you go see a pastor or a priest or whatever it is you believe. When we describe healing, we have to take it out of the context of the people that are describing healing in Scripture. Healing, from God's perspective, is holistic which means he heals you in every area of your life. So when he comes to heal, he comes to heal all of you. And I don't know if you guys are like I was. When I got around healing, I focused on physical healing so I could really help people with hurting foots, but if they had pain in their soul, I just said, well, go see a psychologist. Now, when you look at Jesus, when he comes to heal, whatever it is he's beginning to heal, he goes deeper and deeper into their life until they're touched with wholeness in every area of their life. That's salvation. That's healing. So how does God do this? Let's start with the beginning of this. First, we need to understand that the only person that comes that has the power to set us free, that's what we just looked at, it's the Holy Spirit. So we have to get used to him showing up and doing ministry and us joining him in the ministry that he's doing. Uh, last month, I was with you guys. I don't know if you remember, but um, you guys were starving, and they sent me into the youth. I went to the youth room with them. And we had a blast because Jesus showed up and started healing the youth. They were shocked, and I was shocked. Now, I don't know why we were shocked. That's who Jesus is. But, I mean, he just healed everyone we prayed for. It was kind of shocking. Now, that's his reputation. That's who he is. But we had to get used to the idea that I don't have the ability to heal. You don't have the ability to heal, which is actually the best news on the planet. But God does know how to heal. And he wants to be brought into the middle of what we're doing, and he needs to be lifted up and honored. The Holy Spirit needs to be honored in our midst, and we have to learn how to recognize his presence coming in the midst of it. So there are what we call five steps, five steps we're going to learn on how to heal. They're not hard, they're simple steps. Also, just for your benefit, I know you wanted to have this information. When you look at Jesus and he's doing his healing ministry in the Gospels, there are two tracks that he, he modeled in what we would call healing and restoration. The first tract is called a pastoral model. And this is the one I'm going to teach you this evening. The second one is a prophetic model. Now, if you guys are like I am, I like the prophetic model because I could just point at a person, your name is this, here's the condition you have, and Jesus is healing you right now. That always looks exciting, dynamic. You don't have to do a lot of work there. <laughs> just God just shows up, boom, he does a miracle. That's one I like. That's the meetings I like going to, but there is another model. And, we're, and this is the model we're going to learn. Now, this one is important because it isn't enough to see God as a powerful God. You also need to know him as a caring God. And so we have to learn how to pastor people through the process of healing. So that's the one we're going to be learning. They both have power in them. The effect of them are different on the hearts and minds of people. One shows the glory of the Lord in the sense of his almighty power. Another reflects the glory of the Lord as him as a shepherd that cares for his people. All right, so let's work through it. There are what we call five stages that God wants to take people through to heal them. First one. Excuse me. First one is, obviously, the presence of the Lord comes, but it's called talking to people. Isn't that amazing you have to say that? So most people, if you watch healing ministry, do you guys ever watch people heal people? Uh, when I first got around the healing ministry, the reason I didn't enjoy it is because I watched this healing evangelist one time, and I was actually flipping through the channels, and he actually did this thing where he blew on someone and took his coat and threw it on him, and then they fell off the stage. And I, and I, th I thought, that's weird. And so I turned the station, 
and I watched World Federation Wrestling, and they almost did the exact same thing, and I thought, outside of what they're wearing, I can't tell the difference about how they do ministry. And so I just thought, I'm not going to participate in this. This is nonsense. Well, most people like a show. You don't have to do a show for Jesus to be powerful. And so Jesus, you guys, if you, if you have not recognized it, go through the Gospels as I show you this this evening and watch him. He walks up to people and says, what do you want me to do for you? So you need to begin to learn to dialogue with people. A lot of times when I see people, and um, I practice this both in the church and outside of the church, I'm always watching people and I'm watching them in pain and I'll just say to them, how long have you had that? Or what is that you're dealing with? Or what would you like God to do for you? And they'll just talk to me. Now, God already knows all this stuff. This is to get them to open their hearts to you so that they can receive from the Lord. Uh, By the way, most of the time, the reason why people aren't getting healed isn't because God doesn't have the ability. It's because the heart is not open to receive. And so we have to help them through this process. So we ask them questions like, how long has it been hurting? What do you believe the problem is? Have you received prayer for this before? Has anything changed? This helps them so that you, this is part of step one still, this is so that you can hear at two levels what's going on in the person's life. The first level is the natural level. What are they actually dealing with? Another is called the supernatural level. Now, Jesus gives us an indication about hearing from God when we're ministering to people, and it's based on this. Anytime you start a conversation with someone, you should immediately reflect back into the Lord and say, what's going on here, Lord? And not just what's going on, but what's the root of the problem? What's the root of the problem? Because if you guys have done, if you prayed more than a week with people, you start realizing you can cut fruit of problems in people's lives, and then they just bear them in other areas. So you want to go to the root of the problem. And God wants to tell you. Uh, well, their foot's in pain, but this has to do with their mom. They're not getting along with their mom, or they're unforgiving, or they're struggling financially. And what you're going to find is the Lord is going to help you land on what the issue is so that the person can be set free at many different levels. So um, I was trying to think. It's kind of funny. I was with you guys with the youth last month praying for healing, and then I went and did a healing seminar up in Wisconsin and then came back out here. And when I was at the, the healing conference, we were modeling healing. And when we were doing it, I was just showing it, and I'm going to do this here in a moment. We'd start by, well, my foot hurts. And I'm like, all right, your foot hurts. And then as we'd start praying for them, the Lord would just start going through their life. They not only have foot pain, they're having problems sleeping, they're struggling with anxiety. And what we would find is we'd find that the minute the Lord wanted starting to minister to people, he wanted to go into every area of their life and bring some form of restoration to them. Now, if you guys are like I am, when you first start, you just want to see a healing. It's like, man, does this even work? But once you get past that, you realize it's not enough to just get their foot better. They need to be touched in every area of your life. You're trying to get what's going on. God, what are you doing here? All right, so this is a good place to start. Also, let me tell you this before I model this. You are not doing a medical interview. I've actually have trained doctors, and this is the hardest thing to do because you're not diagnosing people. You, sometimes you walk up to people and you go, now, what are you struggling with? Well, it started when I was seven. And my mom said this to me, and then my knee started hurting, and then I've had this allergy problem, and I can't sleep at night, and I throw up at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and they just go after one condition after another, and by the time they get to the 15th condition, you've lost all faith to pray for them. You look at them, and you think, I don't even know if Jesus can heal that. And so you're, you're just, they do need to talk to you, but the point isn't to hear every problem, it's to get to what is the issue that Jesus wants to deal with. You're not doing pathology with them, if that makes sense to him. You're just getting to the point. What's the point here, Lord? What do you want to do in this situation? All right. Uh, once that happens, and I'm going to model this, you ask him, once you figure out what God wants to do, you're now going to say this. You're going to start working through how do you pray for him. So let's just start. Let's just do something. I think it's simple. I hope you guys are with me on this. Uh, well, I always start with this. Because this is fun. Who's struggling with lower back problems? Anybody? You are? 
Would you mind coming up? And who else raised their hand because you guys were kind of looking at me? So the people that are uh, raised your hand, just stand up because this will work for you whether you're standing up here or not. Okay. Do you mind coming up here? What's that? Okay, so um, I, for you guys that are standing, would you mind just putting, I'm going to talk to her, but you guys just put your hands out real quick and focus on the Lord. And uh, I'm going to talk to you for a second. Holy Spirit, would you come right now and release your healing power and presence over them? Okay, um, so how long have you been dealing with it? Really? Have you got prayer for it before? Has anything changed? Okay, so what is it? Is it a, it's an injury. And if I prayed for it, how would you know if it was any better? Would you have to wait for a period of time? Okay, <clears throat> do you mind if we pray for it? Okay, turn towards them so they can watch. Put your hands out like it's Christmas, and here we go. Uh, Holy Spirit, bring your power and your presence. Just bring more power. Now, for everybody that's standing, don't fall over. Uh, for everybody that's standing... Just focus on the Lord. I'm going to pray a general prayer over you. Holy Spirit, bring your healing power over their lower back right now. I break the power of weakness and pain, and I command it to lift off right now in the name of Jesus. Now grab their hip area, Lord, and move it back into restoration right now in the name of Jesus Christ. All right, do you sense the Lord? Okay, so you sense the Lord. Tell them what you're sensing. Uh, a hot heat, tingling, and my hip is being pulled. And did that happen as we were praying for you? Yes, it did. Okay, so do you guys see, um, see how God ministers? It's just so easy and so wonderful. Seriously. Uh, he's not done with you either, even though I'm kind of watching all those guys. How you guys standing up, are you sensing the Lord ministering to you? Like, do you sense the Lord ministering to you? Okay, so, uh, Ben, do me a favor. Walk over to that gentleman and ask him if he'll let you lay hands on him and keep inviting the Lord to minister to him. Do you sense the Lord ministering to you? What are you sensing? Okay, do you sense anything going on with your back? Okay, so is it getting better or just moving around? Okay, and how about you? Okay, how's your back feel? Are you in pain in your back? Oh, only a few problems. All right, all right. And then back there, do you feel the presence of the Lord? Is it feeling any better? Okay, so if we started at 10, 0, you're completely healed. Where do you think you're at? Okay, so it's worked a little bit. So let's, let's just wait on the Lord just for a moment. So, Lord, more power, more of your presence. I just... Please don't fall over. <laughs> if I try to catch you, we're both going down. Um, I just bless what you're doing, Lord. Release more of your power. Okay, I'm going to pray. Uh, I'm gonna, I'll explain after I do it. Holy Spirit, grab their hip right now. Move it. I command the hip to move now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, mighty one. More power. I just command the restriction to lift off right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. How are you doing? What are you sensing? Just heat. Does anything I feel like else the, change? I just feel it's realigning. Okay. Yeah. Do you feel strength in that area? Mm, just hot. Okay. Do you want to move it a little bit and see how it's doing? I know you. I don't know if you'd know, but. It, uh, no, I just feel like it's he's realigning something in his body. I've got two fusions. Oh. He's got five actually. Oh. <laughs> Both of you are dealing with this. Okay. Okay, so does it feel um, less restrictive, I guess? I feel like jello. I feel really loose. Okay, and is it hot? Yeah, hot. Okay, so he's ministering to you. How about you? How are you doing now? Is it? Okay. As I'm praying for you, do you sense like power coming on this part of your body right here? Okay, so could you sense that was the Lord? Okay, and did you sense something touching that? Yeah. Okay, good. All right, how do you feel? Say, it, I'm sorry, just a little bit louder. 
Okay, does it feel any better? So 10 is where we started, zero, you're better. Where do you think you're at? Four. All right. Let's go back here. Way in the back, we started, you said you're at a seven. Where do you think you're at now? Yes. Four, so you're down there. Okay, how are you doing? Did you feel anything changing? Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to connect with you here in a moment. But you did an awesome job. Thank you. You can have a seat. All right, I'm going to finish praying for you guys, and then I'm going to have you sit. I just want you guys to see, do you see how God can minister even though I'm really bad at this? Do you notice how he can come and power and touch people? Holy Spirit, we just bless what you're doing. We bless you. You're awesome at this. We ask that for all of them, you would complete this work over their bodies right now. And we bless what you're doing. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. All right, thank you, gentlemen. And you may be seated, and we'll, we'll keep practicing on you. All right, so are you guys ready to try that? That was fun to watch me do it. Now it's your turn. So get up with someone, stand up, stand up next to someone and say, do you have a physical problem you need prayer for? doesn't matter what it is. Just stand up and let's practice this, okay? And I'm going to walk you through it, okay? So stand up, get with someone and say, do you have a physical problem? And ask them what it is. Now I'm going to, I'm going to take you through simple steps of doing this, so let's not make this hard. All right, if you don't have somebody, raise your hand so people that are looking to find someone can find you. Someone have, does everybody have somebody? All right, decide who's going to get prayer first, so talk to yourselves. Who's going to receive prayer? Everything you've learned about prayer, I want you to forget it and watch what I'm showing you, okay? All right, who's going to receive prayer? Don't put your head down. Keep your head up. And invite the Holy Spirit to come in power. So just say, Holy Spirit, come in power. And, and a lot of people immediately start praying. Don't pray for him. Just invite the Holy Spirit's power and bless what the Lord is doing. Lord, increase your power. Bring more of your presence. Okay, whatever condition they had, instead of asking the Lord to heal it, speak to it and command it to leave. All right, just say, I command this to leave in the name of Jesus. Now ask the Lord to restore them in that area they have problem. Lord, restore this area. Okay, if you're praying for him, make sure you have your eyes open and you're talking to him. What's going on? How do you sense the presence of the Lord? All right, check with them. How are you feeling? See how they're doing.
Okay, if they're done and you're done, it's time for you to switch. If you prayed for them, now it's time for you to receive prayer. The person that's with you, invite the power of the Holy Spirit to begin to minister to them. Holy Spirit, come when your power. Again, I want you to invite the Holy Spirit, and they tell you what the problem is, to command it to leave. Just, I break the power of this, I command it to leave in the name of Jesus. Now, to cap it off, just ask the Lord to restore him. Restore him, Lord, with your power. Okay, a few more moments and we're going to wrap up, okay? A few more moments. All right, guys, let's, let's thank each other. Let's find our way back to our chairs. All right. Let's thank each other. Find a way. I know some of you are still praying for each other. I don't mean to cut you off. Let's find our way back to our chairs. Please, when uh, if you guys have never had have ever been in a ministry time, remember this is super serious. No laughing, crying, hugging, or enjoying yourself. Okay. All right. How many of you felt the presence of the Lord when the person prayed for you? How many of you were surprised that God actually showed up that quickly and started ministering? Yeah, isn't it amazing? He really wants to do this. Really, the, <laughs> it's not fun to admit this. We're the ones that keep the Holy Spirit from doing ministry most of the time. We're just talking and talking and talking, and God wants to come. Um, I forgot to say this, talking about talking. Uh, I forgot to give me my announcement, so this will give you a chance to rest. I will be here with you guys tomorrow night in the chapel at 7 o'clock. I'm doing training on how to pray, and we're in spiritual warfare. So if you'd like to figure out how spiritual warfare works and how to pray to get a breakthrough, come to join us tomorrow night. We're learning on uh, how to pray in the heavenlies and on earth to break the assault of the enemy in our life and over our families. So if you've never had any of that training, you'd like that. We do 
Every month we come here to do this Wednesday night, and then we do Thursday night in the chapel at 7 o'clock on prayer, how to become a prayer warrior. So come and join us tomorrow night. All right. So we've learned how to interview people. We've learned how to invite the presence of the Lord. Now I'm going to just gift you to think about this, and then we're going to stand up and do it again. Now we're at prayer engagement. What is the most effective prayer to pray? Now, we just did this right now. Most people, if you say, would you pray for me? This is how I used to pray for people. Someone come up to me and they go, my knee hurts. And since I didn't know how to minister in the Holy Spirit at all, I would start, it's called praying around the world. You guys ever done this? All right, so God, I don't know if you want to heal them or not. I don't even know if that's your will, but if they want to be a missionary later on in life, would you help them, their stocks grow in soybeans in the fourth quarter so that they can make more money and bless them as they travel? And if they're thinking about eschatology, help them with that. And what you do is you just... You say a bunch of things up in heaven, and you think, if I do this, I'll wear God out, and then he'll feel sorry for me, and he'll heal him. <laughs> it's called praying around the world. It's, it's one of the most ineffective ways to pray. Jesus did not say, okay, now go minister to the sick and just pray any old way you want. You never see him doing that. In fact, Jesus is so specific when he prays for me. I'm still not at his level. He just looks at people, and he says, see, I have to sit there and talk to him for 20 minutes. All right, so guys, you're trying to say, how does God want me to pray for this person? Prayers come in two forms. First one is this. They come in what we would call prayers directed towards God, and these are prayers of petition. Now, you just did the first one when you said, Holy Spirit, come. That's a petition. Lord, bring your presence. So some prayers, Jesus prayed to his Father and the person got healed. Some, and then the second type of prayer is prayers from God. So God actually tells you, say this in this situation. This is, this is the whole concept where he says, you know, uh, if your, your faith is the size of a mustard seed, you'll say to that mountain. Mountain has to do with anything that you don't have the ability to do. So that means all physical, spiritual, or emotional healings are mountains in people's lives. Something greater has to take it and remove it. So God tells you, speak to it. Now, most of the time, we're trying to talk God into removing something that he wants us to speak to. So, ready? It's really simple. You break the power of things, you command it to leave, and you ask God to restore it. Petition, commands. Simple prayers. Petition, Holy Spirit, come. I command the pain to leave. I command this oppression to stop. God has given you that authority. You're seated with him. He expects you to model how he does ministry. This is how he does it. Jesus doesn't come up to a situation and go, well, you know, my last prayer didn't work. I don't know if this one's going to work. He spoke to it. He expected things to change when he did it. Now, you guys ready? You get the, the great joy of experimenting on each other. So you pray once, they don't get better. Don't go, well, I knew I stunk at this. I'll never do it again. Go after it. Yes? Petition and command. Petition and command. Um, so, now, uh, I already modeled it. You, you look at the person. So I'm going to say it again. When we pray for people, think about this. There's this unspoken model of ministry we've learned in the body of Christ, and it looks like this. Anytime we say, let's pray, we immediately go like this. Or we've watched someone that's had some success in healing, so we try to model everything they do. And depending on their ability or what we like about their personality, we try to model what they do. So that's where we get into the dynamic flows and the pointing and and that kind of stuff. If God doesn't tell you to do that, that has no authority or power just because you do that kind of stuff. So it's a really good idea not to model what people are doing, only what the Father shows you to do. And so (laughs) think about that with me. When you pray for somebody, could you imagine? Now, just think about you've never been around this, and you're walking around the grocery store, and someone says, can I pray for you? And you go, yes. And the first thing they do is put their head down like this, and then they go like that. You're going to go, how do I, with their eyes closed, how do I back away from this person? And so, be at peace with people. When you pray for them, you look at them and you talk to them like they're a person. So, Holy Spirit, come. 
And you talk to him. Is, do you need me to explain this to you? Yeah, why did you say that? Well, we believe God's power. You just talk to, you expect God to come and you relate to him as a human being. I'm going to invite God's power. We're going to see if he does anything for you. And what, what you're going to recognize, and I watched the Lord do this with some of you, what you're going to recognize is there are two, uh, simple, two ways the Holy Spirit comes. He comes quietly. And if he comes and they don't feel a lot of shaking or falling or rolling around on the ground, that means he's coming intentionally, quietly, because he wants to let them be at peace as they receive from him. And it has something to do with what's going on in their soul. If he comes powerfully, it means he's coming to demonstrate something that they need to know God is powerful. He decides how he wants to come. You need to be at peace on how he wants to come. I used to always try to get everyone to roll around on the ground. Oh, that shows God showing up. But I've seen more powerful healings with no manifestations of God doing anything. So you have to trust God's goodness in this process. Holy Spirit, come. And then do you sense anything? If they say no, that doesn't mean God's not there. You need to turn inwardly go, what are you doing here, Lord? All right. If the Lord comes. Now, how many of you have had any training on when the Holy Spirit comes, this is what it looks like? Any of you have had any training on that? A couple of you. So I'll just, for the rest of you, endure this with me. When God's power comes, there are signs of his presence. Now, it doesn't mean he's making them do it. It means his power has come and their anatomical body is responding to power. Right, so what are some of the things we've seen in Scripture and in real life, in everyday life? People's bodies' temperatures change, so they get warm. And as I was talking to her, she said she felt heat in her lower back. So the Holy Spirit does that, or they feel electricity going through their body or tingling. That's not because they have circulation problems. It's the Holy Spirit has come. He's releasing power, and it's like energy is going through them. The next one is this. They start shaking. I actually watched some of you start shaking. Uh, the one that's always fun is when you say, uh, I, I always try to get people, don't close your eyes, keep your eyes open. We invite the Holy Spirit and they almost fall down. I mean, it's, it's, it, it looks fun, but if you have to catch a bunch of people, it's not a lot of fun because you go down with them and then both of you get hurt and then you have to start all over again with three more conditions. <laughs> right, so they, they feel, feel power. Sometimes they feel a deep sense of peace. And so I think it was back there, I said, what do you feel? And someone said, I just feel peace. Well, that's the presence of the Holy Spirit. He's the Prince of Peace. Another one is their breathing changes. They go from a state of anxiety to deep peace. And you can see them. They're breathing. All of a sudden, they're just, and you can tell something is lifted off of them. These are signs for you, not really for them. They're for you to recognize, oh, the Lord is here. Now, obviously, you can still ask them, are you sensing anything? All right. So with that being said, we're going to try it again. Now, if you, again, I'm going to ask you to try it, but if you don't feel comfortable, go back to bowing your head and just kind of sticking your hand out in the air. But let's try it, okay? We're going to invite the power of the Holy Spirit. I'll just give it to you now. Holy Spirit, come. Ask him what the problem is. What are you dealing with? Well, I have pain in my hip. All right, I'm going to ask the Lord to heal that. When you invite the Holy Spirit, see if the Lord shares something with you, but speak to it. I command that pain to leave now in the name of Jesus. And then talk to him. Is anything changed? If they say no, don't go, I knew it. I stink at this stuff. God's not with me. We learn. Okay? So let's stand up, get with someone completely different, invite the power of the Holy Spirit, ask them what they need prayer for, speak to it. And then ask them if they sense anything change, okay? So get up and get with someone completely different. If you don't know them, hi, my name is, and let's pray for each other. All right, let's check in with each other real quick. How many of you felt the presence of the Holy Spirit when they were praying for you? Great. How many of you were surprised the Lord showed up again? Hey, how many of you got healed this time when the person prayed for you? That's awesome. Isn't that awesome? Good job, guys. All right, I'm going to pray. I, interesting enough, so before the service, the Lord told me to pray for two releases. So I'm going to pray the Lord will engage you guys. So just receive from the Lord, and then I'll be done. I'll bless you, and then we'll, we'll go for this evening. Okay? Please receive from the Lord. Holy Spirit, we ask that your empowering presence would come right now upon each person. And I 
break oppression over them. And I said a strengthening would come into their inner man, breathe on them, Holy Spirit. And if they've never had visions from you, I release that over them right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let them see what the Father is doing. Strengthen them by the power of your might, O Lord, and we bless your name. All the other conditions you told me that I wasn't able to get to, release your healing power upon them and restore them, Lord. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. All right, guys, it's been wonderful to be here with you. Please stay if you want to bless each other. Don't forget tomorrow night, and here comes Marcus, and be blessed. Awesome. Wow. Thank you, Brian. That was wonderful. I, I would just encourage us that, that what we just practiced doesn't stay in this room, but we take that out into the streets with our neighbors, with our coworkers, inviting the Holy Spirit, listening to how God directs us to pray, and then praying. So simple, but so powerful. So Man, thank you, Brian. We love you, buddy. Yeah, go ahead. Does anyone want to? So Mike is just feeling, and I agree, that um, let's just share some testimonies of if people have gotten healed, what did you get healed from? What did you experience? Go ahead. So Tracy prayed for me for my joints. Um, Actually, um, I'm going to say in 2007, I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis, but I I did not accept it. I did not receive it. Um, And fibromyalgia. And um, I just simply changed my diet, and I said, okay, Lord, you're healing me. Um, And today, my joints were hurting like crazy. I'm like, okay, this is just not good. Um, My elbow has been hurting for like the past two weeks. And I asked Tracy to pray for me. He's like, don't tell me anything. I said, just the bare minimal. I said, well, I've got pain in my joints. And so he prayed for me, and it's completely gone. Wow. Completely gone. Wow. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Joe. I'll try to, I'll try to make this make sure. coherent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Short, you know I can't do that. Um, he's, he is... Uh, Every day, he is uh, healing me inside and out. Um, I don't even know where to begin. There was one, I had a condition uh, for 12 years. It was called scleroderma. It was a, it was an autoimmune disease. Um, he, how long ago was that? A month ago? A month ago, we all prayed. And literally what would happen is... Uh, Anytime my hands would get cold, I, the the blood would completely leave my fingers. Um, and it's fatal if it actually goes to my neck. In the last 10 years, 12 years, it had, it had gone from my fingertips, and it had gotten basically up to about here. And then uh, about a month ago, we prayed for it, and uh, I haven't had it since. Um, and it, it was literally any time my hand would get cold, and that even meant right before I was getting in the shower, if I got a little cold, if I woke up in the morning, walked outside, I couldn't be outside for two minutes, and my hands would get so freezing, it's, it's, uh, I had, uh, I, I, I ran the risk of frostbite, like, instantly, um, and that day it snowed, what was that, about two and a half weeks ago, uh, I was outside, because I had to call the DMV, I was outside for like two and a half hours, in the cold, and nothing, and uh, that was that was just, yeah. And it, it was it was twelve years. My uh, my parents were always like my friends. I'd I'd be holding something, and all of a sudden I'd drop it, and they'd be like, "What is wrong with your hands?" Because they'd be just completely white and uh, nothing. Right now, um, I've had uh, a lot of pressure today. In fact, this was the ironic thing. Um, <laughs> always is ironic. <laughs> uh right before I walked into the to into here yeah I always say talks <laughs> um right before I walked into here I stopped Mike and I said uh man I got some pressure on my kidneys and it had no clue what we were 
what was going to be going on. But I, and Terry was right there. And I was like, man, I got pressure in my kidneys. I've been having it all day. Well, literally just now, it, it felt like something just literally <laughs> through the center of my leg, just choo, right out. And then as Mike was praying, he said, I feel something in your heart. And he says, what's wrong with your heart? And uh, I've had signs, congestive heart failure for several years, but I don't go to the doctor because unless something's falling off or I'm, you know, <laughs> I won't go. <laughs> hate doctors. Um, unless I got losing an eyeball or something. <laughs> um, but literally, he said something about my heart. And every time he would say something about my heart, I felt my kidney just poking. Just like it was poking out. Like it was trying to leave my leg. And now I'm just, I'm, I'm still, I'm, he's still work. I mean, I'm just, I'm, and I'm not nervous. I mean, I'm, nah, I'm not nervous. Um, <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out what to say. Cause I'm like, man, would you stop? It's, 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 I love it. <laughs> I love it. So, so Joe was actually helping me move the night that he was experiencing that night of that snow, I was moving and, and he goes, Man, I had this thing called scleroderma, and, and is that what it's called? And he's like, "Wait a second, it's not happening! Oh my gosh!" You know, and it was just awesome. Yeah. Yeah. He said it's been twelve years every winter, and last winter was by far the worst. Yeah. He couldn't go outside. That's awesome. Bro. Praise God. Praise God. So I, I told uh, Pastor Mike Polemus I, I had some knee problems because I used to be a milkman for Royal Crest Dairy for about six years. So getting in and out of a, a truck that's a lot like a UPS truck, it's kind of worn out over time, both of my knees. And uh, I, can, I can bend down, and I have absolutely no pain. And no, I would have pain if I, if I did this. So, yeah. I, I still felt tingling for a while there. Uh, then Wayne uh, prayed for my lungs because I, I cough up phlegm a lot of times, or did. And I, I'm still feeling uh, some heat in there. So, yeah. Praise Amen. Awesome. Why don't we do uh, just a couple more testimonies and we'll close it up. Go ahead. I'm going to claim the healing over my eyes tonight that Anna and Sherry prayed over me and um, so I do readers and I had a prescription pair one time and so the past few years I sit in front of a computer all day and so I've just become accustomed to squinting all the time and um, and I'm taking readers off and on because I can't read um, up close or far away I don't know I need them to read that's for sure which is new for me to admit (laughs) so um, so she prayed for me. I told her it was my eyes. I would like for them to be restored because just, you know, there's always feel that tension and, and swelling. And um, so after we prayed, and for one, just totally got blessed <laughs> by the Lord in more ways than one. I could feel that. And then when Brian was talking, um, like I said, I, I can tell the difference to where all of a sudden I felt like my eyes just opened. They just, just opened, which is you know, like I said, I'm just come accustomed to always kind of squinting all the time to get that focus. And so I'm claiming it in the name of Jesus. <laughs> so fun. God is so good. Okay. Oh. <laughs> that was a that was a that was a long praise, my friend. <laughs> That was awesome. <laughs> Anyone else want me to run to you? I'm not. No. Okay. We'll have one more. Let's do one more testimony. Where? Oh, Terry. <laughs> it's like you guys are messing with me. So TJ prayed over me. I hurt my hip water skiing about nine years ago. And I felt heat, and then it popped, and it doesn't hurt no more. Greg, can I have you share? Come on. This will be our last one. 
I love you too. Well, Marlis and, uh, and Jerry prayed for me. Not a doctor, I don't play one on TV, but kind of a self-diagnosis is I have peripheral neuropathy, which is lack of blood flow to the peripheral, the upper and digital phalanges, the toes. And kind of similar to some, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, I struggled to even tie my shoes sometimes in the morning. I went from being robust to, gosh, you know, and, and so they prayed for me. And, you know, I, I can move my, I mean, it's amazing, wow. you know, the feeling, the sensation. You know, I still have a little bit of it in my right hand, but on, you know, I mean, nothing compared to what it was. Absolutely amazing. I'm still sitting here just amazed by, you know, and, yeah, so, you know, you know praise Jesus. Praise. I mean, it's, it's amazing. Wow. So. That's amazing. Praise God. Well, Lord, we just, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for what you're doing. We thank you that you are good, that you love to heal. Lord, we pray that this evening would, we thank you for how it's increased our faith. And we ask you that that as we um, just encounter others in the workplace, at the grocery stores, uh, as we go about our day, Lord, that you would do this more in our community. Do this more. God, Lord, would you make us those who have boldness just to ask people how we can pray for them, invite your presence, and see you move, Lord. We thank you for this evening. And Lord, we just, again, we just bless Brian. We thank you for his ministry and, uh, uh, and just what he brought to us this night. And we just ask that you would bless him in his ministry tomorrow, bless him in his ministry on Friday. And uh, as he just sows into the front range, Lord, we just ask that you would raise the water level of our faith in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.